Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. It's National Happiness Day, Tony. What are you happy about? You told me, Kornheiser, that I'm not a fan of a team that convened a players-only meeting after the first game of the season. Wow. I mean, that's... that's, I mean, how do you have a great outlook on the season if that's night one? Players-only. Coach, we could use some space. Take a walk. How about that? It's your account. It's your team. Yeah. Welcome to PTI, yeah. boys and girls. In today's episode, Chris Stapp's Porzingis looks good. The Bills need to look good. And Booger McFarlane always looks good and will join us for five good minutes. But we begin today with the NBA debut of Victor Wembanyama, the 19-year-old from France who was the number one overall pick in the draft. At 7'5", Wembanyama is touted as having more varied skills than anyone ever of that size. He played 23 minutes last night, scored 15 points, had five rebounds, two assists, and a block for the Spurs. Wilbon, did you see what you thought you'd see from Wembanyama? Not particularly, Tony, but I wasn't looking for anything specific. I just want to consume it. I just want to see what he's got against the best players in the world in games that count. That, that's all. I, don't, I, didn't, I wasn't expecting any particular numbers out of him. Um, I like his demeanor, Tony, when it comes to winning and wanting to win, and being disconsolate after the game, we're told, from people who were there in front of him, that he didn't win the game. And it's a regular season, game one of 82, and he's got a million games to go in his life, and even 81 more to go this year. I don't think there's playoffs in his immediate future, but but okay. But, Tony, you see the skill set. You see the block shot. He steps out on Kyrie Irving. And, Tony, there was a stat out there, and it's sort of advanced, and I hate these advanced metrics, but this one is legit where when he was on the floor, the shots came from an average of 17 feet from the basket. And when he was off the floor, they came from an average of 14 feet. So people are bolder, and they will get closer to the basket without Wimbanyama flying out there, you know, like some figure they've never seen. So I, I think all of that goes into an initial impression. I just like the fact that he's not happy with a loss, that he's angry. The great ones hate to lose. Good place to start from. Yeah. yeah, so my feeling is I don't want to be a killjoy as everybody rushes to canonize this kid, and I do not want to be put in a box as someone who doesn't think he's going to be great. That would be untrue. It would be unfair, right. and it would be a straw right. dog. But he had 15 points and five fouls, and his team lost at home. He's 19 years old. He has never played against players this big and this strong before. There are going to be a lot of nights where he's not as good as the guy opposite him in the first year or so. There's going to be one night, two nights, ten nights, something like that. And my feeling about this is people ought to just hold on a second. This is a brand new world for this guy. And and I'm going to say this other thing too, Mike. He's not Will Chamberlain. He's not Kareem. No. When they joined the NBA, they were older, they were stronger, and they had played against better people. So, you know, he may be everything you think. He may be revolutionary. He was not last night. Not last night. I agree with you. And let me add one more person, a person he could be compared to in the same jersey, David Robinson, who I think in his debut had 23 and 17, David Robinson, who was also like 23 years old, too. And he mentioned 19. Older. So, yes, physical maturity, but the emotional maturity. This kid is out there. But... They, people need to just just chill, just let the kid play. Let him get in That's a few right. games before we announce that he's the equal of Wilt 
or anybody like that. Just As Mick Jagger used to say, could you all just cool out? All right, Wilbon, <laughs> you did Countdown last night. You watched yep. all the games. There were 24 NBA teams all in action. Them. You were immersed in them like a hot tub. Who else and what else stood out to you? Tony, let me start with a, a game I was that for the tip and then wasn't there for that much longer, was the Celtics at the Knicks, Tony Porzingis. And this is why the Celtics make that trade. And as you and I know, we've seen that and we've seen him miss 60 games. So, so there's that. It's, it's game one. But, but Tony, if he can play like that, I don't know if he – I counted four block shots on my own. I didn't see the stat sheet later. But if he can defend like that and hit shots, yes, that change. If Porzingis can be your fourth best guy on the floor, no one has a fourth best player as talented as a seven-foot-three guy, as Porzingis specifically is. So he was one of them, Tone. And that's sort of on the high end. You mentioned Wimbanyama, and that was notable. Um, I'm going to go to a place – that's just making me nervous already. The Chicago Bulls lose a home game. They get thumped by the Thunder. And I told you Oklahoma City is going to be real good this year right. now. All right? SGA is tremendous. But, Tony, the Bulls have to have a players-only meeting. They couldn't come into the season apparently ready. Their, their franchise committed to giving one extension after another. They kept their top seven guys and they got to have a players-only meeting because they get thumped at home by 20 by a team where guys aren't old enough to get a driver's license yet in, in OKC. Woo, notable. Yeah, I made the worst viewing choice in history. I watched what? Indiana and the Wizards for a half. Actually, oh. that wasn't the worst choice. If you watched Houston, which lost by about 100 to Orlando yeah. and only yeah. got 86 points, that would be the worst choice. But I watched the Wizards for a half – and there was no defense played in this game whatsoever. Absolutely none. none. Indiana none. had 73 points in the first half, and then the Wizards checked them to 70 in the second half. And every play <laughs> – and then Indiana, by the way, didn't make the playoffs this year. They finished 11th, right, and they got all these points. Every play was the same. A guy would dribble as fast as he could up the court, look to the wing, look to the corner, throw a pass, boom, three-point shot. Or a guy would dribble as fast as he could up the court – get caught in midair in the paint and do something that vaguely resembled a layup and never, ever went in. <laughs> Mike, Indiana had 106 it shots. That's crazy. That's so I saw many those numbers, shots. Tone. Oh, that was, let me, the let Wizards are a 20-win win team. 20. Ooh, They're a 20-win 20. team. Let me ask you this yeah. before we move on. You got the yeah. Wizards and the Nationals and the Capitals. It's rough. What are you? What do you Rough. got? We got to get you off the local TV here's, plane. Here's what I got. I got free what? time during the playoffs. Lots yeah. of free time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. You do. Afraid so. Let's move to the National Football League. We're just days after losing to the Patriots. The Bills are back on the field against the Buccaneers tonight. Buffalo has lost two of its last three, and the win well it was kind of unimpressive over the Giants. A loss tonight would drop the presumed AFC power to 4-4 four four heading into Cincinnati. Tone, do you see tonight's game as a big deal, little deal, or no deal for these struggling Bills? Mike, I think it's a very big deal. I actually yeah. can't imagine them losing this game tonight at home. But if they were to lose this game, you could write them off. They'd be 4-4 four and, four and, and, and they would be done. I, I think that they would be done. They just had the terrible loss to New England where – Matt Jones beat them like Tom Brady at the end of the game. They lost, I think it was the opening Monday night game to the Jets. They lost in London 
to Jacksonville. I mean, this, this is a lot of losses. They got one statement yeah. win over a good team. They crushed Miami 48-20, to 20, I think, that that score was. Mike, if they don't win this game big, it's going to feel like a loss. I wish I had the guts to pick Tampa Bay. But they've lost three out of four, and I think they're yeah. fading. I do. I picked Tampa a couple of weeks, and I, I'm like, okay, I, got, I, I don't know what to do with this game, and I, I got to figure out, fill out my confidence pool in less than two hours. Tony, it's a big deal. Now, but the only thing I'm going to caution is this. Didn't Aaron Rodgers one year, weren't the Packers 5-5, five and five, and they got on a roll and got to the Super Bowl? Didn't we see the 49ers once do this? I mean, you can do it. The problem is, Tone, the Bills don't seem to have that gear where they can just go, yeah. let's go now and go rip off five or six wins in a row. They don't seem to be good enough to do that. So I'm like, you know, we're expecting, you know, it's like when people keep asking Anthony Davis, he scored 20 in the first half, didn't get 20 in the second half, right? Well, no. Well, zero. That's zero like asking too half. much. And so the Bills is asking here's, too much, Here's I think. the thing about the Bills. The Bills are not good in close games. They do not have an authentic resume. They pound some teams, but yeah. in close games, it's yeah. dicey. So not good. I, I'm not – I don't know. Their statistics are great, but there's always a but. Let's take a break. Up. Coming up, what can the suddenly struggling Niners do to fix their pass rush? We're going to ask Booger McFarlane – we're also going to ask him for a defensive lineman's perspective on Miles Garrett's leap over the offensive line to block that field goal. Leap. Mike Josh Allen has great stats. He does, but they're four. They and don't three. add up. They don't he, add up. No. Pardon the interruption is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Weddings are all about the bride and groom, but they're a chance to look your best too. With a fully custom suit from Indochino, you'll walk into wedding season looking like a million bucks, even though they start at just $499. It's easier than ever to be impeccably dressed with Indochino. So order your custom suits now and be ready for wedding season. Design the suit of your dreams and fine-tune every detail, including lapels, linings, monograms, pocket flaps, and more. That's right. It's bespoke without the premium price tag. Suits start at just $499 and fitted shirts at $89. Bucks. To make life even easier, you can set up your measurement profile on Indochino's website and choose customizations without even leaving the house. But if you prefer a premium in-person experience, just book an appointment at a showroom near you and let an Indochino style guide walk you through every step. Look your best this wedding season at the table or on the dance floor when you wear Indochino. Go to Indochino.com today and use code PTI to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O dot com, promo code P-T-I. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action, live and in person, with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code P-T-I. That's code P-T-I. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Truly, part of Happy Hour.
Time to talk football with our great friend, ESPN, NFL, and college football analyst, Booger McFarlane. Let's start with this. The 49ers, they have lost two straight games now. They have had trouble rushing the passer. They had no sacks against the Vikings, none whatsoever. You played defensive line. Is this a problem that's fixable? Yeah, Tony, I, I think the problem can be fixed. First, you got to identify the problem. And, and I think there's, there's a problem that's twofold. Number one, they have a new defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes. And Steve Wilkes isn't used to running their system. They didn't change their system. They left the system in place that was vacated by now Houston Texans head coach D'Amico Rhines. So there's, there's a level of familiarity that he has to get used to how they play and how they rush. Everybody's referencing the play in the Minnesota game that Addison scored on, it was a blitz. It was a, like a second and third and long, and Steve called a blitz, and Addison broke one tackle, and he scored a touchdown. And Joey Bosa, excuse me, Nick Bosa says something like, yeah, we normally don't blitz in that situation. Well, the reason he's blitzing is because their one-on-one -on -one rush isn't winning right now, and that's problem number two. So you have a coordinator trying to familiarize himself with the new system, and you have guys like Nick Bosa, Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead. Those guys aren't rushing very well right now. Usually sacks come in bunches, so hopefully this pass rush can kind of get tuned up here lately because they rely on that a lot, playing a lot of zone coverage behind those guys. Ah, Booger, I love talking about defense instead of just quarterback, so let's stay with defense and talk about Miles Garrett, who had two strip sacks, a blocked field goal, a pass defense, and nine total tackles against the Colts. You've seen all kinds of athleticism in your career as a player and an analyst, even along the defensive line. Can you tell us what you saw from Miles Garrett, and particularly if you get to it, that block field goal? Yeah, well, Mike, think about this. And I know you cover basketball. You do a great job on countdown. We've seen guys in the NBA that have 40, 42, 44-inch verticals. And you know how high they can jump. Now, imagine Miles Garrett, 6'4", 270, he had a 41-inch vertical leap at the NFL Combine. So when you saw him in that gap uh, blocking the field goal, he literally jumped over the offensive lineman because if he would have touched them, that would have been a penalty. So he jumped over them in that gap and blocked the field goal, and that's just God-given ability. He was given that by the good Lord the day he came out of his mother's womb, and that 41-inch <laughs> vert that he displayed was unreal. I don't know if me, you, and Tony, if our vertical together can get to 41 inches right now. <laughs> no, not ours anymore. Not, not, Is he no, the most no athletic way. guy? Can you remember a more athletic guy at that position in all your time playing and watching football, Booger? No, I can't, Mike. Like, he, he's the most to, – to be – 275 and 6'4 and still do that. Like, you've seen guys smaller that are faster. You've seen guys smaller that, that, that maybe can jump higher. But he's 6'4 and 272. He ran 4'6 in the 40, and he vertical jumped 41. That is a freakazoid. Let's move to some college football and Heisman candidates. A couple of the leading quarterbacks had pretty tough weeks. But Marvin Harrison Jr., Posted enormous numbers in Ohio State's win over Penn State. You played with his dad. How good is Junior? I think Junior's going to wind up being better than his dad, and his dad's a Hall of Fame receiver. So th that should tell you everything. Like, they're built differently. Like, Marv was quiet. Marv was 6'1", about 185 pounds, Marvin Harrison Sr. Junior is 6'3". He's 2'10". 
He can run routes just like his dad. He's got the physicality to go up and body you. And he's probably going to run 4-4-4-5 four, 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 at the Ooh. combine. So he's got the total package. And here's the thing that I love the most, Mike. You know, sometimes we, there's an old saying that hard works be t- beats talent when talent don't work hard. Now, when you combine them both, this is what you get because he's one of the hardest workers. Everybody tells me that, that they've ever been around. He's humble. He understands that everything that he has hasn't been given to him. He's worked hard for it. So I can't wait to see where he goes. And Mel Kuyper said this may be the highest graded receiver he's ever had since one Calvin Johnson. Wow. Wow. You don't want to hear what I'm going to say because Wilbon wants the Bears to draft him with the yeah, first pick. Yeah, buddy. Yes, he I do. He said that to me. Draft him with yes, the first I pick. Do. We'll get you out of here on this. Michigan is off this week. They're at the center of the biggest story in college football right now. If this sort of sign stealing is so bad, Booger, why do you think other coaches have not condemned Jim Harbaugh for this? Because they're all doing it. There's an old saying, you better sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep around mine. And, and I think a lot of guys are saying, you know what? I better not say anything because if I say something, they're going to go back and look at that surveillance video and may find other guys in my program that are doing it. I talked to one guy who was a, who was a college coach, and he simply said this. This has been going on forever. As a matter of fact, they used to go to the spring game. When it's a very low-key environment, they will go to the spring game and video the signals in the spring and keep a Rolodex for the fall. So this has been going on for a long time. I think that's why Michigan fans are agitated. Now, with all that being said, did they break a rule? Yes. Is the NCAA on their campus right now investigating them? Yes. What's going to come of this? I don't know. But the fact that they are on campus right now investigating them tells me that the NCAA is doing something that they don't normally do. They're moving swiftly and they're taking it seriously. Booger, thanks so much as always. Pleasure. Thanks, Booger. Thank Appreciate it. Anytime. Y'all have a good one, guys. Let's take one last break. Still to come, could Juan Soto end up on the Yankees? Sure. Oh, Why not? Really? Is Why that what we're starting the hot stove with? That's not even hot stove time yet. Dusty Baker says, I'm done. I'm done. Dusty. So that's a great answer by Booger, that, because they're doing it too. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Happy time, people. Happy 74th birthday, Mike Hargrove. A career 290 hitter, Hargrove was Rookie of the Year in 1974 as a first baseman for the Texas Rangers when he hit 323. Hargrove made the All-Star team in 1975. In all, he played 12 years, mostly with Texas and Cleveland. But he was best known for his interminable fiddling around the plate before stepping in for the pitch. Indeed, Hargrove was nicknamed the human rain delay. It's the behavior of hitters like Hargrove and Nomar Garciaparra that helped yeah, make the no pitch more. clock necessary. Hargrove later managed Cleveland to two World Series appearances. But I ask you, Wilbon, were the recent playoffs ruined by the pitch clock? Was the drama short-circuited by the pitch clock? Ooh, or is faster ooh. baseball better baseball? Yes, faster baseball is better baseball. You don't need all that. Nomar was more dramatic than Hargrove to me, Tony. I mean, Nomar, who I love as a player, it was just, it was like fascinating to watch, particularly if you were at the game and Nomar was at bat. You just go, oh my God, what is he doing? Not so happy anniversary, James Harrison, on this day 15 years ago, with the Steelers clinging to a two-point lead over the Giants in the fourth quarter, the great Steelers pass rusher stepped in as an emergency long snapper, promptly launched a snap over Mitch Berger's head <laughs> out of the back of the end zone. The safety tied the game for New York, which ended up winning 21-14. But Harrison prevailed in that season, becoming Defensive Player of the Year. And in the Super Bowl, Harrison made the greatest play I've ever seen in a Super Bowl. Harrison intercepted a Kurt Warner pass at the end zone, ran it back 100 yards for a touchdown. There were 18 seconds left in the first half when Harrison caught the ball. He used all 18 getting to the other end zone. Gave the Steelers a 17-7 lead. They won the game 27-23. Man. My man Fitz almost caught him at the goal line. Greatest play, Tony, I too think, in Super Bowl history. Really great. Happy trails, Dusty Baker. Baker, a baseball lifer, has retired as manager of the Houston Astros. In all, he managed 26 years with stops at the Giants, Cubs, Reds, Nationals, and Astros, where he won the World Series last year. Before that, he played 19 years in the majors as an outfielder with the Braves, Dodgers, Giants, and A's. Baker was a two-time All-Star, Two-time Silver Slugger, one-time Gold Glove. His 162-game average was 278, 19 home runs, 80 RBI. He is 74 years old. He has had a complete career, an enviable career. And when he's eligible three years from now, he will be elected to the Hall of Fame as a manager. Amen, Tony. There's simply no arguing that. And by the way, Dusty was with all those teams. I know he just won finally with Houston. He had terrific teams. They were always in the hunt, or most often. He had teams that were right there, and he needed a little bit of luck and didn't get it. I've been cheering for the Astros for the last two years for one reason, Dusty Baker. Now, 
I'm done with the Astros. I'm finished. No, that's great. They'll be happy to know you're them, done with them now. I'm finished They'll with them, out. too. Yeah. Big finish. Here we go. Rick Carlisle and the Pacers have agreed to a multi-year contract extension. Does that make sense? Makes exact sense. I think the Pacers are going to rise now largely because of Rick Carlisle. SNY.com reports the Yankees have talked to the Padres about a trade for Juan Soto. Uh-oh. Is that a big deal? Yeah, well, the Yankees have a history of slugging outfielders, don't they? Starting with Ruth. They do. Bradley Beal and Devin Booker both out for tonight's game at the Lakers. Can they win without them? No, they might not have been able to win with them. Lakers coming off a loss. No. The NHL suspended Ottawa Senators center Shane Pinto. 41 games for breaking the league. Sports wagering rules. Your thoughts? 41 is a lot, but the rules are probably pretty clear. There is no evidence to the moment that any of those bets were on NHL games. Last one, Sixers and Bucks tonight. What do you expect? Well, I expect no James Harden because apparently the security folks at the airport in Philly said, no, 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 you're not taking this flight. You're not going to be on. You're going to be back practicing. So no Harden and the Sixers, no chance of beating the walk. We're out of time. We will try and do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. Now, here's Sports Center.